Way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As Jesus entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Congregation, you may be seated. All right, thanks to Leah for remembering to go and grab everything I forgot. All right, first things first. Think about someone who is different than you. Maybe it's someone that you live with who ends up having the exact opposite personality style that you do and whose tendencies might drive you crazy at times. Not referring to my own household at all. Maybe it's someone that you work with who thinks completely different than you and it drives you up a wall. Maybe it is someone who has a completely different life perspective, or has grown up in a different situation, or maybe it's someone who cheers for another team than you do, and you have to like somehow exist together. Maybe it's someone who has very different cultural beliefs or religious beliefs, and they like want to argue with you all the time about what the true way to believe is. Maybe it's someone who has different political beliefs, ethnic background, whatever it might be. Think about someone who is different than you. Now think about what it's been like to interact with that person. This last week, the last few months, the last few years of your life. Think about how that has gone. Now think about something that you are grateful for. Now you can't just think about family and friends and life and all of that. Think about something beyond that. Is that easier or harder to do than the first thing I asked you? Was it easy to come up with the person who drives you insane sometimes? Is it a little bit harder? to come up with the things that deep down you are grateful for. The reason why I bring this up is that because in both of our stories for today, the person that we hear about 
is a foreigner, is someone who's on the outside, is someone who is different. In the first lesson that Jeff read, we hear about Naaman, the strong and mighty commander of the army working under the king, but the king of Aram, not the Israelite king, the opposite opposing foreign king of Aram, the country that is at odds with Israel. And then we hear how the Lord had actually given victory to Naaman and his men instead of to the Israelites. There's just like one thing that he lacks. He has leprosy. And so not only is he uncomfortable, but he's unclean, and he's treated a certain way. And so he hears about this prophet in Israel from who, but from this young woman who he's basically taken hostage, brought into his own home to become a servant for his own wife. And she tells his wife about this prophet in Israel who may in fact be able to help Naaman. And so what does Naaman do? Well, in all of his strength and power, he takes his silver and his gold and a letter from the king and fine garments, and he goes to the king of Israel to say, I want to be clean. I want to be healed of my leprosy. And what does the king of Israel do? He tears his clothes as a sign of mourning. What am I supposed to do? This is going to lead us to war. Because who am I? I'm not God. Only God can give life. And only God can heal. I can't grant that to him. We're doomed. But then thankfully, Elisha the prophet kind of hears about all of this happening. And he sends word for Naaman. And he sends one of his messengers with a message to Naaman to go and wash in the River Jordan, the dirtiest of rivers, seven times, which, of course, infuriates Naaman. Because, one, who is this prophet to not show him any respect, to not come out and physically heal Naaman himself? And second of all, who is he that he tells him to do something that is so below Naaman's status and level of importance. And here again in the story, who is it but these servants of Naaman, these insignificant, forgotten people that tell him, Naaman, what do you have to lose? Why not try what the prophet has told you? And lo and behold, when Naaman finally listens to them, and he goes and washes in the River Jordan. He is made clean. He's cleared of his leprosy. And he realizes God's power. He realizes that God's power is not built around letters of status and importance from a king or great wealth or material goods. It's not even built upon the strength of an army. But God's power is always focused on life and wholeness and healing. When it comes to our gospel story for today, we pick up where Jesus left off 
when he said this line about how a servant shouldn't be thanked for doing what has been commanded of them. Now Jesus seems to be saying the exact opposite. Or is he? Let's face it. We all like to be thanked. We all like to be noticed for the work and the effort that we do, for our time that we put into things, to feel appreciated by the people around us. And we notice when people don't thank us, even if we don't always know the reason, a couple of things that we should take note of in our gospel for today. Where is Jesus here? He's in between the region of Samaria and of Jewish territory. So he's in the place in which most people would rather avoid. He's on the outskirts of both of those communities. He is in the place of the unclean, the crazy, the different sort of people. The people that you would most likely avoid the place of the lepers, where they reside. And they show great respect to Jesus by not coming too close to him because they don't want to make Jesus ritually unclean. But they also have great hope and great faith in who he is and what he is able to do for them. And so they call out, they beg of him, Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus, of course, hears their call. And so, in good Jewish tradition, he says to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Because the priests were the ones who were able to declare a person either clean or unclean. And that's all he says. And so they don't question anything. They do what they are told. They leave They go on their way. And then somewhere along the way, one of them looks down and notices that the skin that had once been so itchy, hurting, so ugly to look at, is now changed right before his eyes. And what does he do? He stops. And he turns around. And he goes right back to Jesus. And he begins praising and thanking God for what God has done through Jesus. And then we hear the clincher of the story. It's a Samaritan. It's a foreigner. It is the person that you would least likely expect to be changed, to come and return with a heart full of thanks and gratitude. Now, we never hear in the story where the, the rest of them are. We never hear in the story what happens to the other nine. Maybe they do exactly as Jesus had told them. Go directly to the priest. Do not stop so that you can be declared clean again. Maybe, maybe they are so focused on the anger that they feel for having been for having dealt with this leprosy to begin with, 
that they can't even see that they've made, been made clean. That they're so focused on this life and this family that they have left behind because they've been forced into exile into this community. That that's what's on the surface of their emotions and their minds. Maybe they are so filled with joy at the sight of being made clean that they go back to their families and begin thanking God and telling everyone that they can about what God has done. We don't know. We never hear. But Jesus seems to point out to the religious leaders of his day and to us this word of caution about judging others who are different than us. So what do we take away from Jesus' words? What is it that the Lord asks of us? Love God. Love one another, right? This is simply how we are to live. And don't forget to recognize what God has done for you. And each time you do, stop and give thanks to God. Give praise to God for all of those things. Now this might be where we get tripped up a little bit in the life of faith. You might be wondering about this vase. Well, that's an example, of course, in the, the lesson of the density of liquids, right? You were all tracking that. About how there are some liquids that are heavier than other liquids. And so, of course, Anything like molasses or honey or corn syrup, things that are really sweet, are going to be the ones that sink to the bottom. And things like oil are going to always rise to the top. So what if all of those things that we named in our minds at the very beginning of this sermon, the things that most frustrate us, that most anger us, that most sometimes take the majority of our minds, get the majority of our lips focus, our complaints, is the oil. The things that always find their way to the surface. And what if the things that are really sweet in our lives, the things that we are so grateful for, so thankful for, that fill us with life and joy, are the things that always end up sinking to the bottom, sinking down way deep inside us so that they're there. But over the course of our days, what takes our minds focus and attention and energy are all of the negative things, the things that frustrate us, that make us angry or annoyed, the ways in which people seem different than us. How do you stir those up so that you don't have to always have what comes forth from you be the negatives, the oils, so that people can't ever experience the gratitude that lies deep within you? How do we do it? You know, just like everything in life, we have to first learn it. But then in order to remember it, in order for it to become a way of our life, we have to practice it too. And so once we learn this lesson from Jesus, 
Maybe we can practice on living it out. And maybe the simplest way that we begin is every day thinking of five things that we are grateful for. So that as we stir up the things in our minds and in our hearts, we can let all of those things sweet come to the surface, come forth from us. One of the things that, um, that I am most grateful for, and it happened this week. It happened when the day began and I was already going through all of the things that I was having a struggle with or being challenged by or things that were just not going well. And all the negatives were just starting to take over. And I was on my way to drop off Emily at daycare. And I looked in the back seat, and all of, the, all of a sudden, out of the blue, she starts laughing. And I look in the rearview mirror, and I'm like, what are you laughing at? I'm not even talking to you. You're not even talking. She just starts laughing. And you know how laughter is contagious? As I kept on looking at her, I couldn't help but to start laughing myself. And I realized... What an absolutely simple gift laughter is. But it's a way of stirring up everything that's within us. It's a way of stirring up that sweet gratitude deep within us and letting that be what comes to the surface. I also think about this woman who I went to go visit who is at the end of her life. And while it would be so easy to be so mad about that, to be mad about having to say goodbye to her family, she shared all these stories. And in the midst of all these stories, she ended every one with laughter, just in the way that she did every time you talked with her, although not quite with as much volume or with as much energy as once before but still a little chuckle, because it was a part of who she was, a part of knowing that you can't just let the sweet gratitude stay on the bottom. you got to keep stirring it up so that it can come forth from us, that it can take center stage in our minds and in our lives, and most for sure, what comes from our mouth. We got a lot of work on. We always do, people. But maybe for right now, for today and tomorrow and the next day, start by practicing what are five things that you are most grateful for. And every time you do, you can be blessed by the molasses on the bottom that can come to the top. Amen. <laughs>